Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Living the good life should be one of our highest goals in life. When we're at our best, we're the most effective in living. This good life, as discovered, is not some wimpish kind of existence, but a life filled with the highest callings and highest values. In his great treatise on how to achieve happiness, Aristotle compares our attempts to live good lives to an archer's attempt to aim an arrow properly. The archer is more likely to hit the right mark if he has a target to aim at, and similarly, we're more likely to live a good life if we have knowledge about what makes a human life good. Lives are much more complex than archery targets, however, so this metaphor inevitably raises certain questions. Should everybody be aiming at the same target? Are there really any general claims we can make about the common features of a good life? Is our target fixed or is it moving? Doesn't our understanding of the good life continually change as we pursue it? Do we really pick out a target life that we try to live? Perhaps we just shoot our arrows and then draw our bull's eyes wherever the arrows happen to hit. Perhaps we just live our lives on the fly and then tell various stories and commit ourselves to various values in a retrospective process of giving our lives meaning. These questions are all connected to the wide variety of lives humans actually live. Out in the world, we see butchers and bakers and candlestick makers. We see impulsive and contemplative types, competitive and conciliatory types. We see people from different neighborhoods, different parts of the country, different parts of the world, different cultures. Variety as the spice of life has an intrinsic value as well. We enjoy the original, the unexplored, the rare. We enjoy breaks from our routines. We enjoy our human capacity for broadening our own experience by sharing experiences with others. Any attempt to define the good life must accommodate such variety. Indeed, the project of trying to figure out what makes a human life good has implications for how we should treat those whose lives are different from our own. More specifically, if we engage in this ongoing project, we'll discover some very good reasons for approaching difference with a tolerant attitude. Tolerance involves viewing others charitably, that is, giving them the benefit of the doubt. A tolerant person goes into his or her encounters assuming that others are trying to figure out what it means to live well and that they have some insights to offer. In this way, tolerance keeps us open to the possibility of adding options to our account of living well. We may believe, and rightfully so, that our way of life is a good one, but open-minded encounters with others may convince us that other ways of living are just as appropriate. Thousands of books have defined the meaning of a good life, and countless philosophers have argued about what it is. We tend to romanticize a life we're not living as if we'd be blissfully happy in some other career, some other place, or some other relationship. 
We might be happier in other circumstances, and we should absolutely go for it if it feels like something needs to change. But peace is accepting that life will never be perfect and making the best of what's in front of us. One of the most pervasive myths in the American culture today is that we're entitled to a great life, that somehow, somewhere, someone, certainly not us, is responsible for filling our lives with continual happiness, exciting career options, nurturing family time, and blissful personal relationships simply because we exist. But the real truth and the one lesson this entire show is based on is there is only one person responsible for the quality of the life you live. That person is you. If you want to live a good life, you have to take 100% responsibility for everything that you experience in your life. This includes the level of your achievements, the results you produce, the quality of your relationships, the state of your health and physical fitness, your income, your debts, your feelings, everything. This is not easy. In fact, most of us have been conditioned to blame something outside of ourselves for the parts of the life we don't like. We blame our parents, our bosses, our friends, the media, our coworkers, our clients, our spouse, the weather, the economy, our astrological chart, our lack of money, anyone or anything we can pin the blame on. We never want to look at where the real problem is, ourselves. Life can be a beautiful journey, a crazy ride, and a big adventure, but it can also be a living nightmare, a constant struggle, and a hard teacher. It's all up to you. In each moment, you choose which side of it to embrace, and that affects your mind, body, and soul, your present and your future, the person you become, as well as other people in your life. How do you engage in a marriage in a way that enriches both yourself and your spouse? How do you raise children in a way that allows them to live fulfilling lives? How do you pursue a satisfying career or start a business that develops your own potential and contributes to your community at the same time? Facing daily decisions with these larger questions in mind, rather than just looking at these decisions as isolated problems to be solved, is a crucial part of what makes human lives good. As we strive to live a good life, our understanding of the good life deepens through that very striving. We start out with a rough conception of what it means to live well, which gets filled in through the process of living. Trying to understand what makes a life good must be an ongoing project because the subject matter is so complex. The value of human lives is linked to human potential, and our potential is surprisingly vast. We're involved in all sorts of valuable activities which give our lives meaning. In addition, our understanding of these activities is always developing. We engage in continuing conversations about what it means to be a good student, a good friend, a good parent, a good executive, a good board member, or a good business owner. These conversations are personal, as we ourselves struggle to become good, and they're cultural, as society reassesses the expectations and demands that we place on these various roles. Fortunately, we're not set adrift on the sea of human potential without boat or sail or rudder. We can be highly confident of certain conclusions about living well. Some of Aristotle's basic ideas provide reliable guidance. 
any good human life should include opportunities to make use of and develop our capacities to think, to deliberate, to reason. Relationships of love and friendship are also crucial components. These insights are deep and unassailable. The problem is that they don't complete the task of telling us what a good life looks like. They point us in the right direction, they rule out certain sorts of life, but they don't answer all our questions. How do we balance our commitments to family with our commitments to friends or to broader communities? What are the right sorts of rational activities in which to take part? No matter what insight we rely on, important issues always remain and important details need to be filled in. The good life consists in deriving happiness by using your signature strengths every day in the main realms of living. The meaningful life adds one more component, using these same strengths to forward knowledge, power, or goodness. For example, we may insist that a good human life should include opportunities to express and develop our distinctively human mental capacities, but we should also insist that these capacities can be expressed and developed by a blues singer, a carpenter, a mathematician, a web developer, a doctor, a business owner, or people engaged in a host of other human occupations. The good life is not a sprint. It's an exerting marathon of purpose, passion, patience, and perseverance. It's the road where faith and hard work meet. It's an unusual love adventure between success and failure. It's where truth is a belt and integrity a shield. It's knowing your lane, staying in your lane, and running your own race. After this break, I'm going to share six things I've discovered practiced, and continue to work on in my quest for living a good life. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over two decades, we have taught thousands of business owners, real estate investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to set up a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill if you want to experience peace of mind today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. Save the date, Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Enjoy world-renowned speakers, educational presentations, hands-on workshops, honey tasting, and bee photo contests, plus so much more. Learn from new and seasoned beekeepers. Inform, educate, and inspire. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Living a good life can mean a myriad of things. Your definition of a good life is different from any other person in the world. For many, that means control over your life that includes good health, financial security, leisure time, a happy marriage, self-reliant children, traveling, owning your own home, owning your own business, and of course, those precious fur babies. 
The good life is a state where a person has a high standard of living while adhering to moral and ethical laws. For some, a good life may mean basking in nature every single day. For others, it means dedicating their life to be of service to others. In its basic form, a good life explores the things and feelings that give you joy and satisfaction. It's all about finding purpose and happiness in what you do. It's a process, not a state of being. It's a direction, not a destination. To live a good life is to understand that life is not just made up of pleasure, wealth, and material things. It's also living a life in pursuit of personal excellence. So what have I learned? First, let go of the past. Many of us get stuck in the past because of our need for certainty. Certainty is one of the six human needs and is fundamentally about survival. We need to feel certain that we can avoid pain and ideally find some comfort in our lives. We also like to feel certain about what's next, and letting go of the past means stepping into the unknown. It takes courage to let go of what is familiar, even if it's negative, and be vulnerable enough to learn how to let go of past mistakes. The first step is to acknowledge what is holding you back and think about why you must move on. What exactly are you holding on to? A failed relationship? A slight from a friend or family member that you just can't get over? Nothing clutters a life more than the three R's. Resentment, remorse, and recrimination. These three emotional responses to life are based in anger, guilt, and hostility. When held in the mind and in the heart, they occupy a fearsome amount of space, coloring our perception of reality to an alarmingly large degree. They block our potential. They drain our life of any chance for joy and peace. Forgiveness of others and forgiveness of ourselves takes time and practice. You can't take back an unhealthy relationship, but you can learn how to let go of past mistakes. You can't go back in time and fix a bad childhood, but you can realize that your past does not equal your future. Every day is a chance to start over. From the minute you wake up, you make choices. Learning how to let go of the past means breaking the pattern and focusing on creating the life you deserve, not dwelling on the one you used to have. When I was 17, my dad took me to a 60-hour experience that was quite different because it opened an additional dimension of living to your awareness. If hard work, success, romantic love, and all the other concepts you were taught were important as a child no longer seem to have meaning in your life, then maybe it's time to look elsewhere, away from the tenets of your past into the here and now of your experience. That training was called EST. I was blown away as I watched individuals, one after one, stand up and grovel in their life's doo-doo instead of understanding what being alive is all about. I vowed from that day forward that I would never collect or drag any of my life's baggage around like an anchor around my neck. I would set myself free. That was the best thing that my dad and I ever did, and I'm so thankful that he thought it was important enough to share it with me. Two, live life with joy. If life is a constant battle against weight gain, a Herculean effort of keeping fit, a career filled with struggle, a marriage that is toxic, we've missed an important aspect of wellness. We've missed it because we've missed the joy. 
What we wish and expect governs the response we get. For example, people who consider how to improve their physical, mental, and spiritual well-being every day for the balance of their lives immediately begin to see three values emerge. One, satisfaction, since for them, life becomes a primarily pleasant experience. Two, creativity, which keeps life interesting and makes us want more of it. And three, wisdom, which is the collective reward of the good life. Where do you find this joy? It's everywhere. We discover it in the mystery of a sunrise, thanking God we're alive to enjoy it. We can find it in the touch of a caring hand, the concern of a loving mate, the companionship of a close friend, and when teams achieve a shared goal. Living the good life means you have an intense love affair with life. On the job, it comes when we put forth all our powers in a wave of inspiration and creative joy when we recognize that an organization that serves others is fulfilling its highest purpose. The bond that links your true family is not one of blood, but of respect and joy in each other's life. It's what happens to us when we allow ourselves to recognize how good things really are. Three, practice gratitude. The simple act of gratitude has significant health benefits. It's crazy, I know, but the simple act of gratitude can change your life forever. Expressing gratitude is the easiest way to start putting positive energy into your life immediately. We all know by now that positive energy has a direct and strong correlation with how we live our lives. In essence, our thoughts determine our action. If you have positive energy, you'll have positive thoughts and actions. If you have negative energy, guess what? You'll have negative thoughts and actions. Positive energy is what's going to help you accomplish your goals. It offers support during tough times, all the while opening up new doors for inspiration and motivation. Grateful people live great lives. They are thankful each day for what they have and are so much happier because they focus on the people they love, the opportunities that are everywhere around them, the things they enjoy doing, the time they have, the place they live in, and the friends that surround them. Being grateful doesn't mean being happy all the time. It simply means that you can recognize that things will get better during hard times and that you will come out on the other side. It means you can see the good when others can't and that your positive outlook permeates most of life's challenges. The easiest way to appreciate what you have is to start a gratitude journal, which is a diary of things for which one is grateful. Right before bed, I write down 10 things each day that I'm grateful for. These could include people I talked to, a positive experience I had, a to-do list item I accomplished, or a cool gift received. I guarantee that after a couple of weeks, you'll experience more gratitude, positive moods, and optimism about the future, as well as better sleep. Four, the power of being present. Being present is a state of wakefulness in which you're aware and engaged in this moment, just one thing at a time. It's becoming conscious of what is happening within and around you so that you can participate fully in life. When present, you focus on what you're doing rather than on what you're not doing. When putting the kids to bed, you're with them rather than preoccupied by a situation at the office or the ball game on TV. 
While talking with your spouse, you let go of distractions to really see him or her and hear what he or she is saying. When attending a staff meeting, you engage in the conversation rather than continually checking your phone for notifications or texts. When you do something as routine as brushing your teeth, you're paying attention to the sensations and motions of brushing rather than letting your mind wander to your schedule for the day. Being present is a powerful way of living which results in two benefits. First, you enjoy life more. You notice simple pleasures that emerge from your moment-by-moment experience that you miss when you're distracted. And second, you become more effective in dealing with life. You face it squarely. You step up to situations and opportunities, and by doing so, tap into your inner resourcefulness. You learn to respond rather than react and gradually develop confidence in your ability to handle all the aspects of your life. Five, choose kindness. What if I told you that there's an extremely simple way you can elevate your mood, feel good, live a happier life, and maybe even live longer, and that you could help others while helping yourself? Research shows that performing simple acts of kindness has a range of positive impacts on mental health and quality of life for both the person extending the kindness and the person receiving it. Taking a moment each day to show kindness can seem overwhelming, especially when you compare yourself and what you have to offer to others and what you think they can offer. But you don't have to spend a lot of money on someone or bake cookies or knit a homemade scarf to show kindness. Fact is, kindness is more than behavior. The art of kindness involves harboring a spirit of helpfulness, being generous and considerate, and doing so without expecting anything in return. Kindness starts with one. One smile, one compliment, one cup of coffee, one conversation— Kind acts are good for you and others. Plus, it just feels good to be kind. Those simple acts give happiness, meaning, and purpose to your life. That's a big payoff for such a small effort. To be clear, kindness is not just about acts. It's about our essence and being. However, in order to make it a core principle in our lives, it's important to reframe it in our minds so we see it as intentional, purposeful, and driven by compassion. We empathize with people when we're willing to put ourselves in their shoes and try to understand how they're feeling, which promotes and perpetuates kind behavior toward them. Rather than viewing it exclusively as an action, think of kindness as a quality of being you can cultivate. Giving kindness often is simple, free, and health-enhancing. Number six, become a crusader. I'm convinced that a major reason our company, Sage International Inc., has been so successful is that it was built around a passionate belief in a certain concept and a product that fit that concept. We're so proud that we continue to play a consistent role in supporting the economic engine driving this country, small business, the backbone of America. We've been fortunate to work with thousands of individuals across our great nation by putting a solid foundation under each business owner's dream. Our crusade has been that as a business owner, you have every right to legally protect your assets and do everything possible to reduce your taxes so that you protect and preserve everything you're working so hard to create. 
That belief was the foundation of our business. We were so totally convinced that what we were sharing, teaching, and doing was right that no amount of difficulty could discourage us. We were committed to our philosophy in spite of the fact that it was totally at odds with what 95% of our industry was doing. We developed a crusading spirit that was so intense it was like a passion. I firmly believe that we could never have gotten to where we are today without believing in something more than just building a successful company. Crusaders die hard. By becoming a crusader, it gave all of us the motivation, endurance, and courage to keep on keeping on when times got rough. That's the thing that makes crusaders different from anyone else. We have that extra edge that helps us continue in the face of tremendous adversity. Whether it's serving as a chair of a nonprofit, being a master connector to help my clients and networking contacts get what they need next, or becoming a champion to give voice for important causes and or people I believe in. I have a saying on my desk, let your life speak. It means that I invite full and conscious participation as I continue to grow into my true self. To live a good life, you have to decide what makes life extraordinary for you and then be consistent in keeping this the main focus in your life. Be bold enough to choose your own path and strong enough to follow it. Thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.